You're listening to the Elvis Ultimate Fan Channel Podcast, the channel that is devoted 100% to the life and career of the biggest selling recording artist of all time, with your host, Steve Francis. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me on Elvis, the Ultimate Fan Channel. Before we go any further, I'd just like to remind you that you can join me live for the Elvis Fan of the Month quiz on YouTube. I name my uh, Elvis Song of the Week, uh, and we have Elvis Chat and News. Uh, Today's video, I'd like to list 10 of my favorite Elvis female co-stars. I wonder if you can guess who my number one is before we get there. Number 10, Laurel Goodwin. Born 1942 in Wichita, Kansas, Laurel was a child model. Girls, Girls, Girls was her first movie. She only made three more movies, but appeared in many TV series. She was in the pilot Star Trek The Cage in 1965. One of the highlights of Girls, Girls, Girls is the dance routine she and Elvis performed to the song The Walls Have Ears. There have been numerous stories about the effects on Elvis's body due to the tight pants he was wearing for this scene but I will leave it up to the viewer to make up their own minds on that particular story. She married, in 1971, businessman Walter Wood. When her husband became ill, she began taking care of him full-time until he passed about a year and a half later. She lives in Palm Springs. Number 9. Anne Helm Anne was born in Toronto, Canada on September 12, 1938. She began her career doing modelling and TV commercials. She was one of six who tested for the role of Holly Jones in Pioneer Go Home. The title was later changed to What a Wonderful Life and finally to Follow That Dream. Among others considered for the role were Connie Stevens, Tuesday Weld and Deborah Wally. I was thrilled at being chosen, Anne said. In mid-July 1961, she travelled to Crystal River, Florida for location shooting. There, she was assigned a cabin at the Port Paradise Motel. This was where she first met Elvis. Anne says, He came over to my cabin on the day that I arrived and bought me a flower. He may have just picked the flower on the way over to the cabin. Who knows? But we went for a drive and turned on the radio, and there he was, singing one of his songs. Helm revealed that she and Elvis ate lunch together most days while on location. His favourite lunch was half a pound of bacon and a double serving of mashed potatoes. We did have a romance. It was quite wonderful, Anne admitted in 2010. She continued to see Elvis after they returned to Hollywood to complete shooting for Follow That Dream, but romance quickly gave way to friendship. When asked about their relationship after the movie wrapped, Elvis said, Anne is one of the nicest young actresses I've ever worked with. She worked very hard down there in Florida, We had a lot of time together when we weren't working. We'd go back to the motel where the whole crew was staying and watch TV or play backgammon or Monopoly. We ate dinner together too. We had a lot of fun. She's a really wonderful girl. After retiring from acting in 1986, Anne authored children's books under the name Annie Helm. In her private life, she married twice and had a son and a daughter. She became an American citizen and now lives in Pasadena, California. Number 8. Joan Blackman. Joan was born on May 17, 1938 in San Francisco, California. She appeared in her first motion picture, Good Day for Hanging, in 1959. In 1961, she played opposite Elvis in one of his most successful films, Blue Hawaii. Not only did the film set the formula for Elvis films, but it's probably what got the whole beach movie thing started. 
The following year, she played Rose Grogan in Kid Galahad. Watching them on screen together, it's obvious that Elvis and Joan shared a great friendship. This is very evident during the scene in that movie when he is singing the song I Got Lucky to her. Watching closely, you can see Joan cracking up laughing numerous times over things Elvis does and the things he whispers in her ear. Maybe they shared more than friendship. Joan said later, When we first set eyes on each other, there was a spark, a magic in the air. There was just that special something between us, something so warm and wonderful you could almost reach out and touch it. Number 7. Tuesday Weld Tuesday Weld, real name Susan Kerweld, was born August 27, 1943, in New York City. She began acting as a child and progressed to more mature roles in the late 1950s. In 1956, Weld played the lead in Rock, 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 which featured record promoter Alan Freed, singers Chuck Berry, Frankie Lyman and Johnny Burnett. In the film, Connie Francis performed the vocals for Weld's singing parts. Tuesday appeared with Elvis in Wild in the Country in 1961 as wild teenager Noreen Braxton. The 18-year-old was captivated by him. She said, He walked into a room and everything stopped. Elvis was just so physically beautiful that even if he didn't have any talent, just his face, just his presence would have done it. And he was funny, charming and complicated. But he didn't wear it on his sleeve. You didn't see that he was complicated. You just saw great needs. According to one of Elvis's friends, Lamar Fike, Elvis dated her a little, but the relationship never got serious. Elvis and Tuesday hit it off immediately, but their affair lasted only a short while before it mellowed into a friendship. Weld has been married three times. She was married to screenwriter Claude Hartz from 1965 until their divorce in 1971. She married British actor, musician and comedian Dudley Moore in 1975 and the couple divorced in 1980. In 1985, she married Israeli concert violinist and conductor Pinchas Zuckerman. The couple divorced in 1998. She continued acting and her most recent movie was playing the character Greta in Chelsea Walls. She lives in a $2 million home in the Hollywood Hills. Number 6. Judy Tyler Judy Tyler, born Judith May Hess in Manhattan, New York, on October the 9th, 1932. She came from a showbiz family and was encouraged to study dance and acting. Offered an opportunity in Hollywood in 1957, she appeared in the movie Pop Girl Goes Calypso and then starred opposite Elvis in his third movie, Jailhouse Rock, as music promoter Peggy Van Alden. After completing filming on the movie, she and her second husband, Gregory Lafayette, left Hollywood to return to their home in New York. While driving through Wyoming on July 3rd, 1957, they were involved in an automobile accident near Rock River. She was killed instantly and her husband died the following day. They were both 24. Newspapers reported that Lafayette swerved to avoid hitting a car that was towing a trailer and collided with the other vehicle involved in the crash. The commercial appeal wrote that the trailer towing the car was returning to the highway after leaving a tourist shop. Judy was cremated and her ashes are in the private family room of her husband's family mausoleum in Ferncliff Cemetery in Hartsdale, New York. Elvis, devastated by her untimely death, refused to watch the movie. With her stunning beauty, shapely figure and obvious acting talent, 
it would be safe to assume that Judy Tyler would have become a huge star had fate not intervened on that July day in 1957. Number 5. Deborah Paget. Deborah Paget was born Deborah Lee Griffin, August 19, 1933, in Denver, Colorado. Her family moved to Los Angeles in the 1930s to be close to the developing film industry. Her mother, Margaret, was determined that Deborah and her siblings would make their careers in show business. Deborah's first notable film role was as Tina Riconti in Cry of the City in 1948. She then went on to star in more movies in the 1950s, such as Bird of Paradise, Princess of the Nile, Seven Angry Men, The Ten Commandments, and of course Elvis's debut movie, Love Me Tender, in which she was billed above the emerging rock and roll singer. Deborah and Elvis had met prior to filming when they had both appeared on the Milton Berle show the previous June. During production of Love Me Tender, it has been reported that Elvis became smitten with Deborah, who in 1997 said the singer even proposed marriage. At the time, however, she was romantically linked with Howard Hughes and his affections were not reciprocated. Deborah did go as far as calling Elvis a nice young boy, though. She continued acting in movies during the 1950s and 60s. Her last role was in 1963 with the movie The Haunted Palace, where she played a character called Anne Ward. Deborah married three times and has a son named Gregory. Number four, Cynthia Pepper. Cynthia Pepper, real name Cynthia Ann Culpepper, was born in Hollywood, California on September 4th, 1940. After graduating from Hollywood High School, Cynthia worked as a model and typist and took night classes at Los Angeles City College. Her break into acting came in 1960 when she was cast as teenager Jean Pearson, the romantic interest of young Mike Douglas in My Three Sons. The next year, Cynthia starred in her own 26-week series, Margie, in the role of the Roaring Twenties teenager, Margie Clayton. She was 21 when Margie began. After Margie, Cynthia appeared as PFC Midge Riley with Elvis in the movie Kissing Cousins. I interviewed Cynthia for this channel in October 2020 and she told me all about her memories of working with Elvis on the movie. You can hear that interview by clicking on the link in the description box below this video. I found Cynthia to be a sweet, delightful lady. She has one son, Michael, and resides in Las Vegas, Nevada. Number 3. Shelley Fabarez Michelle Anne Marie Shelley Fabarez was born January 19, 1944, in Santa Monica, California. Shelley's acting debut was at the age of three. When she was ten, she made her first appearance on television in an episode of the Loretta Young Show. Her movie debut came in 1955 with an uncredited role in The Girl Rush. She made six more movies and worked in TV in the 1950s and 60s before landing the role of Valerie Frank opposite Elvis in Girl Happy. Shelley often speaks of Elvis's amazing charisma and how gorgeous she thought he was, and although she admits that he pursued her, she had recently married producer Lou Adler just prior to beginning work on Girl Happy, so they became big friends rather than lovers. Shelley is the only co-star to appear in three movies with him. As well as Girl Happy in 1965, she also co-starred with him in Spin Out the following year, playing a character called Cynthia Foxhue, and the next year she was Diane Carter in Clam Bake. Shelley tells of how every time they met up to make a movie, 
Elvis would inquire about her love life, but he was always the true Southern gentleman and respected that she was still in a relationship. She says that even though they were never lovers, she deeply loved Elvis and she still misses him to this day. Shelley still works intermittently in movies and TV and her most recent work has been to provide the voice of Martha Kent in Superman, Brainiac Attacks and Justice League. In October 2000, Fabrez received a liver transplant after being diagnosed with autoimmune hepatitis. Number 2. Anne-Margaret Anne-Margaret Olsen, born April 28, 1941, in Stockholm, Sweden. Anne and her parents moved to the US when she was five and settled in Wilmot, Illinois, outside of Chicago. She became a naturalised American citizen in 1949. She took her first dance lessons at the Marjorie Young School of Dance, showing natural ability from the start, easily mimicking all the steps. She became part of a group called the Subtle Tones. When the group played the Junes in Las Vegas, George Burns heard of her performance and she auditioned for his annual holiday show in which she and Burns performed a soft shoe routine. In 1961, Anne signed a recording contract with RCA Victor, the same recording company as future co-star Elvis. The same year she made her movie debut in a small role in the movie Pocket Full of Miracles as Louise, for which she won a Golden Globe Award for New Star of the Year, Actress. Anne's big break came the next year in the movie Bye Bye Birdie. According to Anne, she was cast when director George Sidney saw her dancing while on a date at the Sands Casino on New Year's Eve 1961. The story was inspired by the phenomenon of singer Elvis Presley being drafted into the United States Army in 1958. Elvis himself was the first choice for the role of Birdie, but his manager, Tom Parker, rejected the idea as he did not want Elvis in any roles that were parodies of himself or his career. The film is credited with making Anne Margaret a superstar during the mid-1960s, leading her to appearing with Elvis himself in Viva Las Vegas. Anne first met Elvis in early July 1963 at the Radio Recorder Studio in Hollywood. Anne was required to record three duets with Elvis for the movie soundtrack, The Lady Loves Me, You're the Boss, and Today, Tomorrow and Forever. Three days later, the cast and crew travelled to Las Vegas where they checked into the Sahara Hotel. Soon it became obvious to all... The press reported from the movie set, they hold hands, they disappear into his dressing room between shots, they lunch together in seclusion. Anne and Elvis were an item on and off screen. Back home at Graceland, Priscilla wasn't happy with what she was seeing in the movie magazines. She confronted Elvis and he assured her that it was just publicity created by the movie studio for the upcoming movie. He told her the studios linked him with all his female co-stars. However, this was different. Elvis became more and more comfortable with Anne and they began to spend more time alone. During their private time together, Elvis opened up to her, perhaps more than he ever had with any other person in his life. She felt she came to know his heart intimately. By all accounts, it developed quickly into a full-blown love affair. Elvis's affair with Anne was not just an affair, declared Lamar Fike, a member of the Memphis Mafia. He was really in love with her. It got hot and heavy. Neither one of them was married, and they really cared a lot about each other. Inevitably, though, at least to Anne Margaret, it seemed, their love affair had to end. Anne said later, We continued to see each other periodically, 
until we had dated for almost a year. Then everything halted. We knew the relationship had to end and that Elvis had to fulfil his commitment. That commitment was marrying Priscilla in Las Vegas on May 1st, 1967. Anne made a similar commitment a week later when she married actor Roger Smith in the same city. For the remaining 10 years of Elvis's life, he and Anne Margaret remained good and loyal friends. Throughout the 70s, both would attend the other's Las Vegas shows when possible and visit with each other afterwards. When she made her first appearance on the Las Vegas stage in June 1967, Elvis sent her a guitar-shaped floral arrangement. He continued the practice for all of her Las Vegas openings for the rest of his life. Anne is without doubt the best known of all Elvis's co-stars, and to this day fans and the press speculate would the Elvis story have turned out differently had he and Anne married. Could Anne have saved Elvis from himself when no one else could? Sadly, we will never know. Number 1. Jocelyn Lane Real name Jocelyn Olga Bolton was born in Vienna, Austria in 1937. At the age of 14 she moved to Britain where she received dance training. She established herself as a popular model in the United Kingdom by the time she was 18 using the pseudonym Jackie Lane. As Lane was confused with another actress named Jackie Lane, known for starring in the British TV series Doctor Who, she began to be credited with her full first name when she moved to Hollywood in 1964. She appeared in several British films beginning in 1955 with April in Portugal. In 1965 she co-starred with Elvis in Tickle Me and later appeared in several roles in Hollywood films. Her resemblance to Bridget Bardot was widely remarked upon. She was featured in the September 1966 issue of Playboy. Her last big screen appearance was as the character Betty in the movie A Bullet for Pretty Boy in 1970. She retired in 1971 and married Prince Alfonso of Spain in Marbella in 1973. She later gave birth to a daughter, Ariana. In 1985, her marriage to Prince Alfonso ended in divorce and she received a million-dollar settlement. She claimed that the sum was not really fitting for a princess. Jocelyn designs feather necklaces marketed as Princess J Feather Collection in California and London. She is my favourite Elvis co-star. So those were my top 10 Elvis female co-stars. Let me know what you think of the list. Let me know if you agree with my choice of number one. Was it a surprise to you? And another reminder, you can join me live for that quiz and my Elvis song of the week on Sundays and Wednesdays. If you like this channel and you want to support it, you can buy me a coffee or two by clicking the link in the description box. Until then, look after yourselves and stay safe.